You're listening to Spraymakers, the podcast where Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson dive deep into the world of slalom. The edge change is a time where the most things have to happen simultaneously to be effective. That doesn't mean it has to be difficult, though. Learn how to make that edge change seamless with the boys. The most universal black hole, like, or the, or the, or, or what you mean by that is the, you know, the lapse of understanding. The most common lapse in terms of understanding is is definitely edge change, the dynamics of an edge change, how an edge change happens. You know, I think I think most people are 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 moving towards understanding when and where it should happen, but but I think the how and 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 what facilitates it, I think that's the one that gets people's head scratching. Exactly. I mean, you nailed that on the head. I mean, it's it's uh that term just comes because I mean, there's a point at which like you just have no answer for what's supposed to happen in that spot. <laughs> and I know, I mean, like you're laughing, I'm laughing, but it, it, there really is a black hole in a lot of things. Like, you know, I tell people yeah. start, start on the gates and write down what you should be doing at every move there is. Right. And, and you'll see like, you know, okay, well, I want to keep my left shoulder up. I want to fall off the edge of my ski. I want to, you know, and then you can, you go through this progression. And then the, the first place where people just like, have a huge gap of where they are and not defining it is, you know, edge change and that early, whatever, you know, we've termed pre-turn that early, yeah. early entry into the turn. Uh, I think that's a, a huge, huge stepping point, you know, a huge, For sure. huge I had, black I had hole. someone, yeah. And cause I had, you know, this, you know, th- this idea just came about. I had someone yesterday, like amazing skier runs, you know, runs mid 38 off and it was, and he was, he just sort of revealed his own black hole as it, as it related to his edge change. Cause it, you know, the question was like, do I switch edges or do I let it happen? You know? And it was like, it was just revealing. It was just like, okay, well, so here's here, you know, he, this particular guy, just has this, there's an area to his skiing that he just knows how to do. And there's nothing wrong with that, that either. Like just, just being able to do it is fine but but then when something falls out if you don't really understand the the how and the why and um you know because and the other one and just a a quick aside the other one that i get questioned on all the time is how do i turn in on the gate like like literally how do i do it you know and and it's one of those questions that you almost i'm almost i'm almost afraid to answer because it's something you know that part of skiing is just so intuitive to anyone that knows you know, anyone that's ever ridden a bike or, 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 or can, can walk honestly, you know, like how to, how to change directions is, you know, and that's why, you know, the person, people that ask me that are people that run the course. So they obviously know how to turn they know how to move, but it's, it's, it's so intuitive because it's no different than how you take a step in a, in a cross lateral direction. It's, it's, you know, you've, you've, you've been learning and, and I'll tell people that, but you've, you've been learning that move since you were toddling. So, um, anyway, well, I can tell Back you, I, I love the gate turning. I, I could talk about for a long time that, that Oh, me too. <laughs> I love, I mean, you know, people, people <laughs> literally do not, I think, understand, you know, that term, we always use this term dropping in, God. you know, I mean, for me, you know, whatever that term, that term is, you know, when you're in a car and you go over a whoop-de-whoop and you get that little <gasps> like that <gasps> weightless feeling, like where you're yep. like almost sick to yep. your stomach that's dropping in just so we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're busting yeah. miss here or whatever, that feeling your weightless drop, like, huh, that kind of, that kind of motion there. So, I mean, I could talk about that for a long time. I mean, I think, I think people <laughs> miss on that so big, you know, the, 
I'm really interested to see, I'm really interested to, to hear where you go with filling in this black hole yeah. of behind the boat, you know, yeah. like that's, so, that's a really hard one for people to it, understand the mechanics. Cause it's kind of like, it's like the end result of a cut and then what you do with the energy and, yeah. and how do you release and how do you, how do you let the ski start to go, but not yep. let your body go to the inside. So like, where, where do you, like when you, I mean, when you get that question, what, where do you yeah. go with that? I mean, so, yeah. And so this is one, like, you know, you're going to want to get out of the water before you talk about this one, because it's, it's not that it's overly <laughs> complicated, but, but it, you know, it can be a little bit. You better have vapor boots. Yeah. Yeah. You better have very comfortable bindings. Um, so I, I always, so I'll, I'll start like this. I'll tell people, okay, there's, there's two ways of edge changing, right? Um, one is, is you can force your ski to accelerate faster than your body. And then when you stop, when you stop leading or stop or, or facilitating that acceleration by just rising up a little bit, your ski is going to move faster than you and it's going to come back underneath you and it's going to start to move to the outside. So that's, that's option one. And that one, and again, like you said, there's a whole bunch of things that have to be in place for that to be able to happen, but that's the edge change that, excuse me, that's the edge change that you can make happen at the center line. And then the second kind of edge change is the one where, where there's enough energy, enough load, enough pressure that the boat starts standing you up and you actually tip a little bit to the inside and your ski will then go out. And, and there's two different ways of doing it, but, but, you know, the former being the preferred method, because then you have control of when to switch edges. The the second one is going to be a result of pulling a little bit long or a lot, a bit too long. Um, and it's going to end up with a, you know, more, a greater loss of direction. So, right. so let, okay. let's okay. just start so, with the former. Yeah, then Let's start that. with the first one. Let's start with the preferred method. So it, to me, it's and and just like you know the simple principles of it when you when your when your mass leads your base, so we'll just say like when your when your body is moving, you know in 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 through the direction of travel or towards a direction of travel, and it's doing so, you know it's it's leading your base. That's going to force your base to accelerate, and it's the same your base being your ski, <clears throat> and it's the same as it's the same as when you know on a bicycle how you can. You know, you can get up to speed and then you can maintain and actually increase that speed just by leaning to the inside to the point where your where your wheels are going to come back underneath you and then lean to the other side. And you can get that you can get that acceleration coming, you know, enough to facilitate continued motion without without pedaling at all, as long as, you know, there's there isn't an increase in resistance such as, you know, gravity of going up a hill or 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 increased friction on your tires because of mud. But if you're on a perfectly smooth surface get yourself moving and you, you could stay in motion indefinitely. Same thing on a snow skis, same thing. Actually, it's actually the same thing when you're running, you know, if, when you're sprinting full out your, your center of mass, your, 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 your body is actually ahead of your feet. And, and, and again, because of those things we just talked about gravity, friction, your, your, your feet won't slide. <clears throat> So you're actually going to have to physically take a step to catch yourself, but it's, it's leading your base that'll, that'll cause it to accelerate. Okay. So, so all that means is, and, and again, a lot of things, a lot of good things have to happen, but when you come through the exit of the turn, if you're able to catch the load in a manner 
where you don't have to stall your momentum and you can keep leading or keep driving, keep sliding is a word a lot of people like to use. You can keep keep that momentum going towards your, your direction of travel. Then all it really is, is, is as you come into the first wake, you start to rise up to no longer lead your base to no longer lead your feet and your ski will accelerate and come on back underneath you and, and start to cast to the outside. And why that's preferred is because you can make it happen when you want it to happen, which is the center line. Okay. Okay. Wow. So black okay. hole, right? I mean, and, and that's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff, but, but I mean, if you just understand, okay, this is what's happening. So yeah. then you can get to work on like, answering some of your own yeah and answering some of your own questions Uh, you know why are why isn't it happening why why, how come my edge change is bouncy and heavy and late and other people look like they're just gliding through their edge change behind the boat so i'm you know this is my first time listening to the way that that you're describing i'm liking it um i have questions so i'm guessing that our, our readers have questions and and basically like i'm trying to visualize what you're saying and so I might need a little bit more of you to like talk about like, so exactly paint me a, another picture, another way or, or whatever. Yeah. Cause I definitely wasn't quite sure what I was hearing. Okay. So let's just, we'll just back it up and let's keep it really simple. Like coming out of a black hole. So, you know, I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm trying to, I'm, I, I want to, I want to see this picture, you know, or I think of it the it. other way. Like, yeah. Think of it the other way. What if you came out of your, what if you came out and we'll just exaggerate it. What if you came out of your onside turn? We'll just say lefty came out of one ball. And instead of keeping your weight moving forward towards the tip of the ski or, or you know, the feeling is over your toes. What if you, what if you decidedly, okay, as I come out of this turn, I'm going to actually take my hips and I'm going to put it way back over the tail of my ski. Mm-hmm. So you still have your angle set, but, but think of that lack of control. Like, and let's just, you know, yeah, explain it like in a real simple sense. Think of that lack of control you would feel if all your weight was on your heels, your ski was, a, your ski was actually a little bit ahead of you. Think of, think of what would you feel like behind the boat? Like, would you have any chance of, of switching edges there? Or would you end up, that's when you end up in like that kind of lean locky feel, you know, where you just, I'm just going to keep pulling and pulling until the boat tips me back over. So what, like what I'm, what I'm actually trying to do to make that edge change happen. And so we'll just keep it okay. where we were coming out of my onside turn is, is if I can stay, if I can, and again, I've given that I've created enough space because I had on a really nice gate and da 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 da. But if yeah. I can come through that turn and as the load comes, I have perfect alignment, meaning stacked, meaning you know, mechanical structure. And, no and that I've gotten yep, and I've gotten through far enough through that turn that my body's in line with the rope. I don't and I, so I'm gonna just talk as a lefty coming out of one ball. I can keep my left hip moving, driving, pressing forward like towards my direction of travel it's kind of a downhill feel and and as that load comes because i i I was able to catch it in proper alignment i don't need to push further away from the boat because i I, you know that move to me is is trying to find balance it it, it's it's when it's reactionary to, to somehow feeling some kind of imbalance probably load on your upper body so you'll go back to get your hips to the handle, if you will, which is great to manage the load, but now you're, now you've killed your momentum and you've, and you've, and you've killed that, that, that acceleration of your ski that you're loading. Cause I think of it as two different components. There's everything is accelerating across the lake, you know, and that's, that's because of the oppositional path to the boat and, and the rope is actually swinging you. So there's that form of acceleration. And then, but then the, the kind of like the last 
component and the kind of advanced component is, is if I can move in the right manner, I can actually get my ski to get going faster than my body. And that's, what's going to facilitate that edge change. So I'm going to come through and, and, and if you just want to think of it in simplest sense, like I'm going to feel my weight on the balls of my feet as I come into the load. And then as that load starts to build, I'm going to keep moving again, keep moving towards the tip of the ski or, or, or if that's kind of a scary thought, I'm just going to keep my whole body moving towards my direction of travel. Because again, if I can get my weight to stay in front of my ankles, when I stop moving forward and rise up a little bit, my ski will accelerate and catch back up to me. Okay. 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 I'm liking this. So then I can do it. I can do it whenever the heck I want, given all those steps happened, you know, that, that led to that proper alignment and that proper timing with the load. Um, I feel like it's almost, you know, when you're, whether again, whether it's on a bike or a skateboard or snow skis, you know, when you're, it's like, I feel like it's almost like pumping a transition. Like that's that edge change. Cause that like, that's what you're doing when you drop in on a, on a, on a, on a ramp on a skateboard. Like you, you, you know, you, you don't just drop in and stay right over your wheels. You actually have to like, you actually have to lead it. You have to actually get your body, your, your mass a little bit ahead of your ankles, a little bit ahead of your, of, of your trucks, of your wheels to get that board to accelerate back underneath you at the bottom, you know, and it's, you know, or you can, you do it on a bicycle too. Like when you're riding through some kind of whoops on your single track trail, um, you're, 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 you're trying to get your ski moving faster than your body. And that's the organic edge change. That's, you know, that's the edge change that you see. Oh man, when you're watching these guys ski on the weekends and especially on their, well, it's, it's, it's starting to trickle into 39 now too. But I mean, when you see a pass, it just looks so connected and so smooth. That's what's happening. Hmm. Well, I like that. I really like that picture. And, um, I, I still want to, I want to know a little bit more about as you're right coming, like, I don't know, for me, I think about it at the first wake, but when you're, (laughs) I don't know where you think about your, where you'd like your edge change to start to begin. Um, but uh, that's where I think of it, but like that moment right there where you're like, I want to, I want to, I don't know. I guess in my mind, the way I say it is come up, come up out of this, right? Like exactly. That's, that's exactly I, how that's, I think about it. That's the way I think about it. So I want you to hold on to that because that, that I want to, I want to know what you're thinking about right there and how that's created. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to back up and just kind of uh, the things that popped in my mind to go along with what you were talking about was, you know, like not that we are in a tug of war, right? But like if you grabbed a rope, how do you want to situate yourself? Do you, you know, like to be, to be able to take, take that pressure of the line. You know, if you are on your heels and your body is behind your knees, behind your feet and somebody pulls on you, you're going to fall right over. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think like the mm-hmm. way I'm like the way I kind of think about like coming into, you know, into center line, I want to be over my feet. So I have the most yeah. amount of leverage um, to be balanced and comfortable. Like, like if you're, if you're like, if you're in that, if you're in that tug of war position or you've got a rope, you know, Trent, you're on one side, I'm on the other. Right. And I'm on my heels and my body is behind, you know, behind the rope and it, I'm, 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 you know, I'm kind of falling back. I can bend my arms and I can tighten them. And because you're on the other end of the line, you know, I'm going to be able to hold on to it. But is that powerful or is that just like an imbalanced, position that I'm trying to, that I'm able to hold on to. Right. Like I think a lot of yeah. people ski that way. 
right? Like yeah. they, they never actually fall into this powerful position, you know? And I mean, maybe the crazy extreme, you know, version is like Adam Caldwell, right? Like, holy yeah. cow. Like, <laughs> I mean, that yeah. dude's, that dude's over his feet when he's behind the boat. That's for sure. Um, yes. But, but I mean, it's a, it's an extreme version that is harder to control, which maybe, maybe can lead to some more erratic skiing, but, uh, he seems to, seems to be doing really well with it. But, uh, so anyway, I think, I think for me, that's what, like, I'm trying to finish the turn so that as I'm coming into the wakes, I can feel like I'm balanced. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot, you know, in in the past, not on, not on spray makers, but, you know, in in past articles I've written and stuff like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like the idea of skiing with an invisible line. Meaning like if you had your ski was had propulsion and you didn't need the rope, how would you stand? And then we want to probably Mm. stand exactly that same way with the rope. Yes. And using your, and using the alignment of your body to simply manage the load instead of, instead of address the load or fight the load. Right. Exactly. This is not, we are not in a, we are not in a, we are not in a tug of war with the boat you know, in, or we're not, I I think, I think there's a balance there. Like we are in unison with the boat is a better way to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or like uh, by my mind, like we're not in a tug of war with the boat until we're in a tug of war with the boat. Right. And then it's like, you know, like being realistic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There's, but again, what, like what, the only time you get into a tug of war with the boat is if you're imbalanced, you know, I, I, cause I just think of it like I have, there's two different sort of positions that look really, really similar. Um, and there's the, the difference is subtle, but I, I feel like sometimes I get stuck in static load, meaning hips are up. I am perfectly stacked. So I I'm strong, but I'm not able to move. You know, my weight's just, just simply a little bit too far back. Maybe my, maybe all the pressure is going through my heels, you know, but if I'm just a little bit taller, maybe a little bit more square, a little bit more balanced in the load, I can I can be dynamic through the load and I can move through the load. And that one feels so much lighter. Oh, I had and, visions and of the first one. Yeah. I had visions of the first one a little while ago. I was like, yeah, I've, I've been there a lot. Yeah. You know, where you, yeah, hammer, I mean, you hammer a turn and you're like, yeah, baby. But then when you get to the edge change, you're just getting shredded crushed. to the inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So then- yeah. And then, so then we'll, let's just touch on then the alternative and, and really this isn't, this isn't, um, like light, you know, rarely used. This is really, really common is, is, is again, like pulling far enough past the center line until the pressure either stands you up. Like usually what happens first is it is, is the handle does start to migrate away from your body a little bit. Cause it has to, if you're still on that attacking edge or still on your cutting edge, and then that's going to start to lift that shoulder a little bit. Then you're probably going to bend at the waist just Kink. a little there bit. Goes your then, hips. Yep. And now you're off, but, but you, but you facilitate, excuse me, facilitated an edge change and there's people running 39 like that. So it's not like it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like it's either perfect or it's, or it's game over. Cause again, a lot of, there's a lot of great skiers that base their entire approach around that. But, but if, I mean, if we're addressing black holes, you know, then, then, then just really understanding the dynamics of it is super important. So, okay. So back well, to that, your question. Wait, wait, then, wait, 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 yeah. go back yeah, yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just, just, to, no, just to finish off that question, watch those people ski and you're going to see some crazy things happen in the turn. 
they're going to be yeah. crazier in the turns. That's it. I mean, you yeah. pull long and you take these wild lines into the into the buoy through 39. It's doable for sure uh, mm-hmm. because there's enough. You know, the 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 rope you know gets you out there close enough, and we're all tall enough. You know, even our uh, you know five foot six people can still get still run 39 like that. You know, I mean five foot. You know, whatever. So, yep. but but there becomes this moment where you know you. I'm sure you've had it, and I've had it where it's like that, that's not my goal to run 39. You know, my goal is to run yeah. 41, run whatever. And then, and then you start realizing actually what my goal really is, is to ski more efficiently. So I'm just connected to a super tight rope all the time where I have security. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Well, and no, I don't know. I like what you were, but I like, I like that point you made where, where it's like, like, yeah, you, you know, there are athletes that can, that can run 39 like that, but, but they're the best skiers in the, on the planet, you know? So it's kind of like that thing, you know, uh, we, I've, 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 uh, shared this before, but you know, i people in the past have said, you know, well, you know, Mapple, he ran 39 with, with a Wiley's binding in a 40 year old ski. I'm like, but you, you know, but then my response is always, but you're, you're not Andy Mapple. So let's get you a better binding, get you a better ski. <laughs> you know, right. you're just, you're simply not as, not as good as he was. So right. I, I, you know, again, you want to base your approach on, on, um, well, the most, like you said, the most efficient, uh, method possible. So that then you would, you would sort of ask that question. Okay. So what is the move? Let's just say you've understood that, you know, there's, there's this idea of, of, you know, with this perfect stack position, not just being stagnant behind the line and just holding on for dear life, but actually allowing your, your weight to keep moving, ahead of your feet like or, or simply onto your the balls of your feet like a nice consistent um drive into that first wake and again it's driving towards your direction of travel not away from the boat and then so, so I, I think of it like this like i'm, I'm pre-loading potential acceleration you know because we've decided that when you're when you're when your mass leads your base your base will accelerate to catch up you know, as long again, we've already talked about the components, friction, da da da, da that, that'll stand in the way of that. So I feel like as as that load is building, and I'm I'm continuing to to slide or or just shift my weight towards that direction of travel, I, I feel like I'm I call that like just preloading potential acceleration. Like I'm I'm making that move. So when I stop making that move, my ski will will speed up and come back underneath me. So it's exactly that at, at the bottom. I think of it as the bottom of the first wake, or as I'm coming into the first wake. I, 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 if I felt that I've moved forward ahead, I can feel my weight like really on the balls of my feet. Then I'm going to just simply come up. It's like, my, it's like my chest comes up a little bit. I'm no longer moving. I'm no longer driving forward. I'm just going to come up and, and let my ski come back underneath me. And, and that's, we've all felt it, that, that really light, you know, dynamic, smooth edge change. And, and, and that's, that's what it is. That's what facilitates it. Mm. I just had this vision of, of that. And what I was, what I was seeing in that, in the way you described it was that, you know, as you, as you come into center line, the, the, it's like the handles arcing to its longest point, even though it's always the same length, but you're arcing, mm-hmm. you're arcing to behind the boat and then the center right behind the boat, like directly behind the boat, then the handle starts arcing back in towards the, the upcoming buoy. Right. So I just had this vision of you right at that moment, starting to let your body come up so that you could leave your ski at its furthest away distance. And then your body started to come up and start to follow that handle path. And that handle path goes to the inside 
And so thus your ski and body start to diverge. No. Yeah. Diverge and go away from each other where your body's starting to run on the handle path and your ski is starting to run on that outer path. Hmm. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice visual. Yeah. And, and appreciating that the earlier you get this thing started, the more controlled it's going to happen. The later it happens, the, the faster and more drastic it's going to be. And, right. and, and again, the faster and more drastic it is, the more your body gets ripped to the inside while your ski goes out, the, 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 the less angle you're going to be on. Cause I had this like thought the other day, like every inch, every foot past the center line I, I get, I'm going to have less cross course angle, like just due to the, to the swing line of the, of the, of the handle. Mm-hmm. So, and again, not just being an advocate for switching edges early, because we already know that's what we're trying to do. But, but, but I just have this idea, like, like this thought, like, why wouldn't I want to get off that edge while my ski has the most angle? Because the longer I pull, the less angle, less cross course angle my ski is going to be on. So I'm, I'm taking all this speed and all this energy and the, and the later the edge changes, the more, the less angle I'm directing all this speed and energy on. Mm. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a, I, 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 I mean, you, you kind of, it's, it's kinda, one of those things that's like, it's one of those things that's painfully obvious, but you're like, oh yeah, I had more angle back there. Why, what am I still doing? What am I still, what am I still doing working up here? Right. Right. No, I like, I like that. I, I think that's a really good way to kind of describe it. You know, I mean, you talked about energy and you talked about power and that's the two things that I see is like, we're, we're, we're taking a turn, we're dropping in, we're creating we're taking this powerful position that we're in, even though we don't need to overdo it, but you, you're creating power, you're creating energy coming into the center. And then we got to find the most efficient place to harness that energy and hold on to it so that we may stay connected and accelerate past the boat as we're coming to get up to the buoy, right? And so that's the way I kind of look at the whole process. And then how can you hold on to that energy through, through that transition is super important. And I mean, when I'm watching the top, both men and women right now, I see that's, that's what I'm seeing is creation of energy and the continuation of that energy out to, to the, to the buoy. I mean, when you see those people run those lines, that's the difference. And, you know, the, the, um, you know, the tournament water skier, that's not a pro you see, I just see so much of creating, creating some energy and then lo- giving all of it back to the boat right there. Yeah. And just dying, yes. dying, just, just dying with it. And then going straight at the buoy, hammering a turn creation of some energy and then giving it all away. And that, yes. that to me, that's, that's the biggest thing. The biggest difference between amateurs and pros is this black hole of edge change and what, yeah. what we're really trying to do there. And, you know, obviously, yes, you want your ski to be on a path that makes you, gives you the, uh, the sense that you're wide and early or whatever that is. Um, but you cannot necessarily force your ski to that line. And that's something I've talked about a lot. Like, I mean, I have, yeah, a ten- sure. I have, I have a tendency to want to kick my feet forward through the edge change to quote unquote, cast my ski out wide. Yeah. You know, like that's not a reality. Cause if you throw your ski out wide, your body still is going to stay on that handle path no matter what. Yeah. Cause you have to, you have to stay connected to it. 
So yeah, and and the more rapid those two diverge, like the more rap, you know, the quicker the more violently your ski gets to the outside. It, it's it. I mean, you're no longer you're no longer riding your ski, right? Like you're you're on this tiny little. Anyway, it's a less efficient um, place for your ski to be, and and that's a big thing you see different now. Like, I mean, you'll see even at like the shortest short, you'll see these guys and girls. They're going to be three quarters of the way through their swing, and their ski is still right underneath them i mean it's starting to cast out but they're they're again because the edge change happened so early it's it's a controlled i like to i don't even thought of it like that but diverging like that um but it's such a controlled cast out that it's not even happening until they're at apex you right. know um and again that's dependent upon an early edge change so we I, this just this idea of 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 taking steps to to excel to truly accelerate your ski into that edge change like you know and why it's think about like and i'm sure like we've had a um, a couple some listeners even today be like i'm when i'm under load like that i'm not moving my weight towards my direction of travel forget that i'm 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 going tug of war because it's safer um so again like it's not it's not a big move and it's not it's, it's obviously not a move that you do with your upper body it's not a move you do with your head or shoulders it's it's your in it's the the entire line of your body sliding or or, or just pressing towards that direction of travel so what i think like there's probably only a couple things that would prevent you from being able to do that you know and when i and you know, I, I touched on it right from the start but in order for you to be able to keep your momentum keep your mass moving in that continued direction you're gonna have to have really good alignment really good stack mm-hmm. yep yep for sure i mean but how do you get good stack how do you set up a good stack is where I, my brain just went, you know, and like, like number one thing as a coach that I spent, you know, tons of time talking to people about not the number one thing, but you know, like something that just popped in my head that I tell people a lot is like, you want to keep that inside shoulder, the shoulder with the handle, you want to keep that inside shoulder up, you know, and you yep. want to keep it leading, you know, and, and when people come in on that narrow line, the, the way to find tension is to, is to drop that shoulder back and down to try to find the tension spot so that you can then grab the handle at the finish of the turn with a tight rope. And as soon as you drop that shoulder, if you look at the mechanics of your body, you just dropped your hips back as well. And you rotated your, you know, you rotated your hips. So, you know, all of those things on the bottom line, all of that, that move of dropping your shoulder actually drops your hips back, which drops your center of mass back, which then all of that is, is when you do get into your stack, you're not going to be over both your feet. You're actually going to be trailing probably behind at or behind your rear foot. And then if you look at, if you look at where the water breaks, when you're doing that, that's the, that's the amount of leverage you have. Now, you know, we just said, (laughs) do we want that when we're in a, not that we are in a tug of war, but do we want that in a tug of war? We don't want to be on our, our back heel. We want to be centered between both of our feet, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the, I think that's so for me, I think people really need to, to understand your shoulders being, you know, your inside shoulders staying up and staying in front, you know, or, or staying at least staying yeah. level and not falling over, you know, that kind of thing. And then another concept that for me always comes in play at all moments, and this one trips people out is that I believe that anytime two hands are connected to the handle, your chest should face the pylon. 
Yeah. So, you know, when you finish a turn, you know, you've got yourself, your chest should face the face the pylon. As you come into the to the wakes, you know, you're not trying to tuck that left, you know, like if you're going from buoy one to buoy two, you're not trying to tuck that left shoulder away from the boat. You're trying to leave it so that the boat can see your chest. You know, like, I mean, they used to say that, but yeah. you want to see your chest as you go through the wakes. You don't want to hide your chest from people. I'm saying the center of your chest, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to, you want, I'm just trying to make it so that people can visualize it as they're listening to this. Yeah. You know, while driving in traffic or whatever they're doing, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so, so you want to keep, you want to keep your chest there. And then for me, one of the craziest things that I see is, uh, a rotation away through the edge change. Meaning, you know, if you're going one yeah. to two and you've been digging on that left shoulder and then you want to edge change and you try to twist that left shoulder even further away from the boat through the edge change and rip it out. And I, I see that on the gates a lot. And yeah. when you do that, you're torquing your inside body. You know, you're, you're, you're adding torque from the rope to your lower body and you're creating pressures there that do some crazy stuff to your, to your ski, where I think in reality, what we really want to do from is set the momentum into the wake. When we edge change, our ski is now, and our path is now set. The line is going, you're, you're, you're on a set line there. Your line is going. We just want to be able to ride that line out, out to the, out to the buoy line. You know, that's, that's kind of my goal there is, to rotate. So anyway, what I'm getting at is when we edge change, yes, we want, I'm always feeling the pressure that the energy that I created, and I'm trying to harness that I'm trying to hold on to as much of that energy as I had, as I can, as I'm arcing out without, you know, torquing my body to, to, to then lose my direction. So I'm just trying to hold on to that energy, but it really, my chest, as I'm coming through that second wake as i'm coming into the early pre-turn my chest should be opening up not closing to the boat it should be opening up rotating with the handle because that's the only way that's going to allow me to stay more over my feet versus again casting the ski off on a on a path that diverges way too far away from the handle path yes okay yes there we go yes no i like that i like that um I guess the question is, so, how do you hold on to the energy? People get confused because when you have your left, like going from buoy one to two, whether you're a righty yeah. or a lefty, when you have that power in your left shoulder and you've got it dropped away and then you're, you're hammering it through the edge change, you know, yes, it, you feel the power, but you're also mm-hmm. getting ripped, you know, because you're not aligned right. And you don't over the top of your ski, you're actually getting your body is getting ripped to the inside of your ski at such a fast rate that you, you diverge too far. And then you have to reach early, which is anytime, anytime you let go of your outside hand, you are letting go of all of your energy that's gone now. And now you better have the speed that you need to continue the last phase of this and be able to hit the boat speed at apex and drop in. 